0: Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 Podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of hemoglobin C from the hematology section on medbullets.com. Let's start this episode with a clinical snapshot. A 25 year old immigrant from Nigeria presents to the clinic with complaints of occasional fatigue. He has no other symptoms and denies any unexpected weight loss or night sweats. On exam, he has no lymphadenopathy he does have mild splenomegaly and some conjunctival pallor. Labs reveal increased MCHC and intracellular crystals seen on blood smear. This is a case of hemoglobin C disease. Let's now get into the topic. Let's start with an introduction about this topic. Hemoglobin C disease is a hemoglobinopathy with extravascular hemolysis. It can be a hemoglobin C trait or HBAC with no clinical symptoms or hemoglobin C disease with mild hemolytic anemia and splenomegaly. Hemoglobin C is a structural variant of normal hemoglobin or hemoglobin A. In terms of the genetics, it is the autosomal recessive form of the beta-hemoglobin chain. There is a mutation in the glutamic acid to lysine at position 6. Recall that in sickle cell anemia, it is glutamic acid to valine at the same position. In terms of the pathogenesis, hemoglobin C is less soluble and crystallizes. There is an increased blood viscosity, increased cellular rigidity, and shortened red cell survival. In terms of the epidemiology, it is common in Africa, southern Europe, South America, and Central America. It potentially protects against malaria. If this condition is co-inherited with hemoglobin S, the structural abnormality seen in sickle cell disease, you would have hemoglobin SC which is less severe than hemoglobin SS. You would also have vaso-occlusive episodes, vascular retinopathy, and avascular necrosis of the femoral head. In terms of the clinical presentation, HBAC is asymptomatic. HBC involves mild hemolytic anemia, splenomegaly, and cholelithiasis with pigmented gallstones being more common. In terms of the splenomegaly, the function is unaffected. Let's now discuss the diagnostic evaluation of hemoglobin C disease. In terms of the diagnostics, hemoglobin electrophoresis or high-performance liquid chromatography is performed and detects mostly hemoglobin C, absent hemoglobin A, and an increase in hemoglobin F or fetal hemoglobin. An increase in MCHC may be noted as well. A peripheral blood smear may show intracellular crystals and may show target cells. Markers of hemolysis include an increase in LDH, an increase in reticulocyte count, and an increase in indirect bilirubin. In terms of a differential diagnosis, the three main differentials to keep in mind here are autoimmune hemolytic anemia, sickle cell anemia, and thalassemias. With respect to treatment, the main treatment modality is supportive care with folic acid supplementation. And in terms of the prognosis, prevention, and complications, the prognosis is typically normal, and if co-inherited with hemoglobin S, the life expectancy is in the 60s. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question. A 41-year-old man presents to his primary care physician with a 3-month history of dyspnea on exertion. He says that he recently started playing in a father-son recreational soccer league and realized that he begins to become short of breath almost immediately after starting to play. He says that he was never the most physically active person and currently works as an office secretary. He says that he became worried because he feels like his level of fatigue and shortness of breath is unusual for someone of his age. Physical exam reveals splenomegaly but is otherwise unrevealing. A peripheral blood smear is obtained and shows crystals. Which of the following would most likely reveal the etiology of this patient's symptoms? 1. Blood ferritin level. 2. Blood heavy metal levels. 3. Flow cytometry assay. 4. Methemoglobin reduction test. Or 5. Protein electrophoresis. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 5, protein electrophoresis. This patient who is experiencing fatigue and shortness of breath on exertion and who presents with splenomegaly and crystals on peripheral blood smear most likely has hemoglobin C disease which can be diagnosed using protein electrophoresis. Remember hemoglobin C disease is caused by a structural variant of normal hemoglobin where the glutamic acid at the sixth position of the beta chain is mutated to a lysine. This mutation leads to the crystallization of hemoglobin and results in a mild hemolytic anemia. This disease is similar to sickle cell anemia, but is milder in presentation. Notably, this disease can be differentiated from other structural causes of anemia through hemoglobin electrophoresis where patients will have hemoglobin C rather than the normal hemoglobin A. Markers of hemolysis will also be elevated such as indirect bilirubin and lactate dehydrogenase. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, blood ferritin level is useful in analysis of iron-related anemias, however iron deficiency anemia and anemia of chronic disease would present with microcytic red blood cells rather than crystals on peripheral blood smear. Answer choice 2, blood heavy metal levels are useful in diagnosing lead poisoning anemia or sideroblastic anemia, however these diseases would present with sideroblasts rather than crystals on peripheral blood smear. Answer choice 3, flow cytometry assay, would be useful in diagnosing paroxysmal nocturnal hemoglobinuria, however this disease would present with dark urine after sleep and no crystals on peripheral blood smear. And finally, answer choice 4, methemoglobin reduction test, would be useful in diagnosing glucose 6-phosphate dehydrogenase deficiency, however this disease would present with Heinz bodies inside red blood cells rather than red blood cells that are shaped like crystals. In summary, hemoglobin C can be seen as crystals on peripheral blood smear and will have abnormal findings on hemoglobin electrophoresis. Next question A nine year old African American boy presents to his primary care physician in order to be evaluated for fatigue and shortness of breath. He lives in an old house with his parents and eats a diet consisting of mostly fat food and soda. A few days prior to presentation, he ate fava beans. His mom has noticed that he is tired, particularly in the morning. Physical exam reveals a thin, pale boy with decreased color under his eyelids. A panel of hematologic tests is obtained with the following results. The hemoglobin level is 12 grams per deciliter. The leukocyte count is 5,250 per cubic millimeter. The platelet count is 172,000 per cubic millimeter. The mean corpuscular volume is 95 cubic micrometers. The direct bilirubin is normal. And the indirect bilirubin is increased. A blood smear is obtained and shows target cells and red blood cells with internal crystals. The crystals are of hemoglobin C in red blood cells. Which of the following changes are associated with the most likely cause of this patient's condition? 1. A defect in the complement-mediated pathway. 2. A mutation from glutamic acid to valine. 3. A mutation from glutamic acid to lysine. 4. A mutation in red blood cell cytoskeletal proteins. Or 5, an inability to produce reducing equivalents. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 3, a mutation from glutamic acid to lysine. This patient with conjunctival pallor, fatigue, and a normal mean corpuscular volume with crystals seen within red blood cells on a smear most likely has hemoglobin C disease, which is associated with a glutamic acid to lysine mutation in hemoglobin. Remember, hemoglobin C disease is caused by a mutation from glutamic acid to lysine and hemoglobin leading to a normocytic hemolytic anemia. The appearance of crystals along with target cells on peripheral blood smear is characteristic of this disorder. Another method of diagnosing hemoglobin C disease is hemoglobin electrophoresis or high-performance liquid chromatography where patients will have mostly hemoglobin C and absent levels of hemoglobin A. Finally, since hemoglobin C disease leads to extravascular hemolysis, it results in indirect hyperbilirubinemia with increased lactate dehydrogenase levels. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, a defect in the complement-mediated pathway can cause paroxysmal nocturnal hemoglobinuria, which presents with intravascular hemolysis related to complement-mediated destruction of red blood cells. Crystals are not seen on histology for this disorder. Answer choice 2, a mutation in hemoglobin from glutamic acid to valine leads to sickle cell trait or disease which presents with anemia and pain crisis after destruction of red blood cells. It would not present with crystals on peripheral blood smear. Answer choice 4, a mutation in red blood cell cytoskeletal proteins is associated with hereditary spherocytosis which would present with hemolytic anemia due to abnormally round cells rather than cells with crystals on peripheral blood smear. And finally, answer choice 5, an inability to produce reducing equivalents, is associated with glucose 6-phosphate dehydrogenase deficiency, which can lead to hemolytic anemia after a trigger like fava beans. It would not present with crystals in the peripheral blood smear. In summary, hemoglobin C causes a mild extravascular hemolytic anemia and is associated with a mutation from glutamic acid to lysine on the hemoglobin protein. And that's all for this review about hemoglobin C. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on medbullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic.